Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today, I'm going to be going over some first steps that you can take to graduate out of tracking macros. So if you follow me on Instagram, then you know I'm in the middle of creating a course and it's called From Macros to Mindfulness. I think that macros and tracking macros or just tracking protein and calories in general is an incredible tool. I think it's an incredible tool to be used wisely, but not to be obsessed over and not to actually be used all the time. It's kind of, I've used this analogy before. It's kind of like if you're building a home, you don't go in and be like, I really like this hammer. So I'm just going to hammer everything, right? (laughs) I feel like sometimes I feel that way when I'm doing something, I'm creating something or building something with my kids. And I watch my little one, uh, Link, who's almost four this week. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I watch him come in swinging his hammer and he's like, I can help. And he just starts hammering everything. And, and sometimes I feel like that's kind of how we are with certain things, our, our favorite tools. And macros can be one of that. It can be that for some people. It's when macros are obsessed about and overly used. So I think macros are wonderful or tracking protein and calories is wonderful for learning a little bit more about the makeup of meals and what can make us feel our best and and hit our goals and recover really well from, from our training or gym time or whatnot. I think it's amazing for that. I think it brings awareness to people. People have seriously no clue what they consume. I see that a lot. And I've quoted this study many, many times that says that people actually will consume 20 to 50% more food than they think that they do. So I think that just tracking protein and calories can really, or macros, can help people and bring awareness to just what's coming in right? Because so many people are like, I eat healthy. Why can't I lose weight? Well, you can eat healthy at maintenance. I That's how I try to live my life, actually. Eating healthy in maintenance, eating healthy in a fat loss phase, eating healthy, right? So, and for me, health is a balance. It's a balance of 80% uh, whole foods and 20% uh, fun foods. So yes, you can eat healthy and remain your exact same body composition or weight. So I do, I think it's wonderful because it can bring awareness. Now, with that being said, I also believe it's not for everybody. I believe that people who have body dysmorphia or eating disorders or, and I'm even going to say that there's a spectrum of that, right? It's not you have this severe eating disorder, you don't. There's a spectrum. And if you're anywhere on that spectrum, then tracking could really hinder you mentally and emotionally. And therefore, you are now not healthy. You may look a certain way, but are you healthy? See, healthy isn't just about body. It's about mind, too. That's health, right? We want to be balanced in that desire to be healthy. 
So going back to what I said, it is right for some during certain seasons of life. And it's not right for others, no matter the season. So wisdom is finding where you are at. Now, it could be right for some people for a certain period of time, and then it's time for them to learn how to graduate out of that. And so that's why I'm writing this course, not to demonize a type of uh, tool, but just to allow people to graduate out of it. I think that that's really important. So this course is going to be called From Macros to Mindfulness, uh, Graduating Out of Tracking Macros or Calories. A lot of people have been bringing up intuitive eating to me. Now, this may sound like semantics. Um, and to, to be honest, sometimes I, I get annoyed with when people overemphasize certain words because I'm like, come on, you know what they're trying to say. But I am actually very intentionally not using the word intuitive eating. Uh, And that is for a few reasons. One, intuitive eating um, has kind of been taken, just that word, intuitive, if there's eating after it, it's kind of been taken over by a group of individuals that uh, are very anti-dieting. And if somebody who believes in using tools wisely and, and dieting healthily even uses the word intuitive eating, man, guys, I'm, I'm not even over-exaggerating. I have had people just come unhinged at me for even saying the words intuitive eating. So it kind of is, and, and I've actually read the book Intuitive Eating, where that, that club, that group of people came from. I read that book and I think that there are some really good tools in there. There are some things that are said that I'm like, well, that just, it, it, that's actually not true, but, but that's okay. I understand what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to bring a healthier mindset to a group of people who cannot keep a healthy mindset and be in a sort of calorie deficit. And those people exist and we need to give space for them. And they have found some more balance in their life because of intuitive eating. And so I personally think it's done good in the world. Um, But uh, once again, I do believe that counting macros can be done healthily. And so if I say intuitive eating, those some, there are a group of individuals who get pretty kind of cultish about that and kind of come after me. I'm not going to be using intuitive eating for that. Also, the word intuitive itself, I actually don't think encompasses what I want to teach. The word intuitive actually means without thought um, or going off of just what somebody feels without conscious thought. So going off of what somebody feels to be true without conscious thought. The truth is, Because of our food cultures and our food options and the world that we live in, uh, we can't necessarily live in an intuitive eating world where everybody's going to find success there unless you become highly restrictive. So I chose mindfulness because actually the word uh, is more conscious consciousness. So the truth is how our foods are today, we do need to be more conscious 
about them, especially at first when we're learning these things, these new food patterns and even ways of thinking around food. I think we can't just say screw any consciousness and of, of thought around it. And, and I'm just going to eat whatever I want to. And, and to be honest, there are people who have taken intuitive eating to an extreme where they don't fully understand it, even, even what the author was trying to teach because every single Instagram post is them eating an ice cream cone. And they're like intuitive eating, intuitive eating, intuitive eating. It is literally, (laughs) sorry. I'm just thinking about somebody that I followed who they went, they did macros, loved macros, actually were kind of cultish in macros. And then finally accepted the fact that I have an eating disorder and this is not doing me service. And so they kind of swung the pendulum to the other side, right? They go from one extreme, swung the pendulum to the other extreme. And now we're very cultish in intuitive eating. And there was no wisdom in the thought. It was one extreme to another of now I'm over here in intuitive eating and everybody who tracks macros, it's, it's evil. It's wrong. It's you all have food and eating disorders. I'm like, that's not true. Just because you experienced that doesn't mean that you can cast that shade on everybody else. Right. So we need to be cautious of that. But, but I did find it uh, funny that every post then became five cookies, intuitive eating. Well, I think we're might've missed the boat on that one. I don't think that that's what the author was saying. Once again, I I read the book and I thought there was some, some really good things in there, but, but there has kind of come a, a a cultish way of thinking out of it that I feel like has uh, drowned out some just wisdom. So I am using this term. I enjoy using the term mindful eating because we do need to be mindful. That doesn't mean without thought. And at first you'll be learning to kind of get in tune with your thoughts about food. Some of us, we need to face our thoughts about food. So the goal is to help you get in tune both mind and body. Um, And that does initially take some conscious effort and it takes critical thinking and it takes curiosity and it takes mindfulness, right? So I want to dive in today to sharing for those of you that are interested in taking this course, I want you to come prepared. I want you to come really, really prepared to just get running out of the gate. So I'm going to share some things that we need to do before we start diving into mindful eating. Step one is going to be, you need to be in maintenance. Learning mindful eating in a calorie deficit really is not advised. When we go into a calorie deficit, our satiety and hunger cues are completely disrupted. So there was a study of 58 adults consuming a 40% calorie restricted diet, and that is a pretty stark diet. And their hunger increased by about 18%. And I think that that's fairly common, 25% calorie deficit and above, I think you are going to see that large jump in hunger levels. They are just naturally going to increase. 
So if you are at the bottom of a cat, and this is actually where I think most people go wrong with dieting and what causes most yo-yo dieting, people go into a calorie deficit, they lose the, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds that they want to. And then after they do that, they hit that goal, then they abandon all of the things that they were doing that got them into a calorie deficit, which in some regards is good because you can't remain in a calorie deficit, but then they bounce right back to their old lifestyle and are shocked when the old lifestyle that made them gain the 10, 15, 20 pounds to begin with has now once again shown that that's what it does, (laughs) that it just, that's the food choices. That's the habits and the routines around the nutrition, that's what it causes. So that's what we often see. Instead of them finding maintenance and tracking there for a little bit. So the great thing about finding maintenance post a dieting phase is you find where that is, you sit there, And while you're sitting there, your body is going to start becoming more regulated as far as satiety and hunger cues go. It will become more regulated. Now, I did have a woman ask me a question. She said, well, I'm at maintenance and and I still get hungry. Uh, Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) It is a normal cue in the body to experience hunger. It's your body telling you it's time to eat again. Now, what one thing that I have found and something that we're going to be talking about in the course is I'm going to be telling you how to, showing you how to rate your hunger and fullness and satisfaction and how to stay in a sweet spot. We have this problem. We only know extremes. People will wait till they're ravenous and just starving, especially those that are more mindful or aware or conscious of their weight. Cause it's like, oh no, I can't eat anything because I need to stay as small as humanly possible. Right? So these are bad patterns of thought. I'm not encouraging that. I'm just stating that I see these bad patterns of thought. So they'll wait till they're just starving. And then what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to mentally be in a place that you can make your best decision? No. So then they're going to make poor decisions They and they eat until they're just stuffed, right? Because people seldom are mindful of kind of this in-between sweet spot. They go from being starving to stuffed, both uncomfortable places And they don't know how to find the sweet spot in between. So that is going to be part of the course where I show you how to gauge that, measure it, how we work on it, because there will be homework. There is work to be done. I really believe that most people think if I just read a book, read a post, follow this person and read what they have to say, then there's more awareness and that should solve it. Mm, Nope. That's like me just going into a classroom and reading everything I can on hypertrophy, 
but not going into the gym itself and putting in work. Or maybe I do go into the gym once in a great while. I pick up a little weight here and there and oh, that's my work. That's not, that's not enough. And then I'm totally mad and dissatisfied because, oh, hypertrophy must not work because I read everything on it. I would even talk to a bunch of people about it. I even sent in questions to my favorite fitness influencer and she answered them and and I didn't miraculously put on muscle. Yeah, you're right. And that's normal because what you need to do in order for your body to change is you've got to get into the gym and you've got to put in the work. So don't think for a minute that this course is just going to be one where you listen to the the lectures and see the research and, and get my tips and then walk away and you'll be miraculously changed. No, I'm going to give you homework and you've got to put in the work. I just think too many of us are not getting to any goals in our life because of our unwillingness to push into the uncomfortable, to get really curious and to put in the work. So if you're not hitting your goals, that's a really good place to start. Ask yourself, are you willing to put in the work that it requires? Anyway, so step one that I really, really want to focus on for today's episode is to encourage you to get into maintenance and sit there before you try to learn mindful eating. And some people, what they do is they get into a calorie deficit with tracking macros. And then after they lose all the weight, then at the bottom of this cut, when these hormones that are in charge of these cues of being satisfied, being full, um, properly satiated throughout this, like your meal, they're at the bottom of their cut where all of that is dysregulated. And they're like, okay, now I'm going to learn mindful eating because I can't just keep tracking forever. And they're right. I don't think it's healthy for somebody to rely on bringing in a scale into a restaurant. You have to learn to trust yourself again. But that's going to be really hard at the very bottom of cut when your very body is not regulated enough. So you've got to learn these things in a more regulated state. And that's going to be at maintenance. Now, for those of you who are maybe like, well, Lindsay, how do I find maintenance? I have been testing out MacroFactor. It is an app that I just love. I had a few app users tell me that it really, really helped them out. So I actually enjoy this app far more than I did um, my fitness pal. Um, because I love how responsive macro factor is. So let me just, I don't have a code for them. I don't work with them. I don't have a friend who's worked with them or developed. I have literally no ties to macro factor other than, um, I have followed, uh, some of the people who have backed this up and I do really love them as researchers and trust them. And so I really do trust the methods and so when I heard that a few of my app users had had some really good success finding maintenance, because that's what I feel like so many people struggle with, is trusting the process to find maintenance, which is increasing calories and continuing to track 
not just like track once a week, but continue to track and weigh yourself, you know, three to four times a week. And this app macro factor will actually be able to guide you and help you find your maintenance. So it costs $12 a month, or if you pay for it for the year, it costs $5 a month. So honestly, guys, go without eating out once a week, just one time, actually a month, go without eating out and you'll be able to pay for this. And it is well worth it. So let me tell you what I did because I decided to test it out. I wanted to see how well it could find my maintenance. And I've been doing this for a very long time. I know about where my maintenance is according to the activity level I do. So if I'm getting around 8,000 steps, I know that my maintenance is going to be somewhere around 2,000-ish, maybe 2,100. Now I can push it up higher if I'm getting more steps. So if I am getting on average around 12,000 steps, then I can be eating near uh, 2,200 calories or even go up to 2,300 if I'm getting landing somewhere around 1,500 on average. So, or excuse me, 15,000 steps, which I'm a very active individual. I move around a ton and I, I just enjoy movement too. And even when I'm working and I'm just listening to something, I, my brain works better if I'm moving. So I, if I am doing a new course myself, taking a new course or watching or reading, um, a new study, I will actually do it on my, um, walking pad because it helps me stay more into what I'm reading and more aware. So I will uh, easily hit 12 to 15,000 steps to, just depending on uh, what I'm doing for work and how much uh, I'm on my walking pad. But anyway, just letting, I wanted to throw that out there so that you could get an idea of how your activity level changes your maintenance. So I have this general idea of what my maintenance was. And I really wanted to, I wanted to test this. Can it really find it for me? And so what I did was I started using the app and when you very first pay for it and open it up, it will ask you a few questions and it will like of your activity level, of your intake, your weight. Um, it will even ask you like what you think your maintenance is. So it will tell you what it thinks your maintenance is and then be like, is this right? Is it wrong? What have you noticed kind of thing? And so it actually told me my act, my maintenance was probably three. It might've been like 350 more than I knew it was. So I was like, oh, and, and I did have another friend, trainer, Lindsay. Um, she also experienced that same thing that they overshot her maintenance at first. And so I was like, okay, I, they overshot it by like 300 calories. I think probably because of my activity level that I said I was getting at that time. And so I decided to test it out and, and undershoot. So I said, no, 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 that's not my maintenance. My maintenance is 2000 calories, which I knew it wasn't. I knew it was going to be landing around more around 2250, 2300 for my activity level. And then I started tracking and I started tracking and, uh, I think it was every 10 days it would say I would check in with it. And, and, and another thing that I wanted to test out about it 
is, do I have to track every single day? Could I take a day off? Could I take two days off? And how would it kind of adjust things? Is it really responsive like that? And so I tested it out. The first week I tracked every day and um, it told me, oh, we've got to increase your calories by 80. And it's true. I actually started losing weight. It's like, oh, you got to increase your your calories by 80. And you and it will ask you, accept or keep tracking how you are. And so I accepted it. And I went another 10 days and um, I didn't track one day during that week. And it still told me, oh, you've got to increase your calories. And I accepted it and I increased my calories. Pretty soon it had really nailed it. And by, I think after four, it wasn't four weeks, I think it was like five or six, it had moved me up to 2,300. And that included me not tracking two days a week. So I was just tracking five days a week. And it had pretty much nailed me on that. So now I'm actually testing macro factor again on how well does it do during a calorie deficit? Because I did have a few people say it nailed my maintenance, but it pushed me way too low for my calorie deficit. So I decided I was going to test it out and I'm on week two of testing it out. And what's really cool about it is that you can tell it about at what speed you want to lose weight. And according to that, it will give you your calories. So I honestly wonder if those individuals just told it, well, I want to lose two pounds a week. And so it's like, oh, well, let's put you really, really low then, right? But anyways, I I don't mean to try to sell you on this, but I want to give you an idea of how I really enjoyed this finding maintenance. And I've had a few friends and my husband even has started it finding his maintenance and he's really loving it too. Now I'm going to give you one suggestion because most of you, you will find that uh, it's just too much to start using a new app. Maybe you just figured out uh, my fitness pal and you're using the free version and it's just too much like tension or resistance, right? To, to start using another app. And now you have to put all your foods in there and everything. I had one Instagram, I hate using the word follower. It just sounds creepy. Did you guys ever watch that Kevin Bacon movie or show followers? It was the creepiest movie. Anyway, so I hate that term. So I had an Instagram friend reach out and she said, do you know what I did? I kept tracking in my fitness pal. And at the end of the day, I would take all of my numbers, my, the calories, protein, um, uh, you know, the carbs and fats. And I would just go over to Macro Factor and you can actually do a bulk. I I forgot exactly what it's called, what it's called in Macro Factor, but you can just bulk put in what you ate for the day and it still responds really, really well. So I started doing that and I enjoyed that way more because I have like years and years of using my fitness pal. And so it has all my recipes and my meals and everything in there. So it's super easy to use. So that's what I did. And it's made using MacroFactor just awesome because MacroFactor just looks at my weight and my nutrition and it looks at how my weight changes every other day and it adjusts my nutrition to that. So one thing that I do want to say though, it doesn't pull in your steps and use the steps as part of the equation. So if you're going to use this, 
the best thing to do is say, what is a lifestyle for energy out that I feel really, really comfortable with? So if you hit around 7,000 steps and that's doable for you and that's what you enjoy. And then on top of that, you know, you lift three to four times a week, then don't strive when you're finding maintenance to be overshooting on energy out. When you are finding maintenance, the best tip is keep energy out as stable as possible. So if that means, you know, if you were lifting five times a week and you're like, I can't maintain that forever. And I don't enjoy maintaining that forever. That's okay. But we're not going to base your maintenance off of that then, right? You're going to base it off what you can maintain, both energy in and energy out. So that is my tip for you this week. Next week, we'll have another podcast that's going to go over more of the habits that you need to form to make sure that you are ready to take this class and to just dive in and quickly just just get going. Now, in the course, I actually will review a lot of these things as well, but I just want you guys to kind of be ahead of it. Like, okay, I'm already there. I'm already at maintenance and I'm already doing these other few little things that I'm going to share over the next few weeks. And so it's going to make now stepping away from uh, tracking macros so much easier. So step one that we're reviewing for this week, you can't do this in, in a calorie deficit, do it in maintenance. So either you yourself start increasing your calorie intake and monitoring your energy out and your weight to make sure that you're finding your maintenance or macro factors. Awesome guys. I really am pretty sold on it. And I think for, you know, $12 for a few months, it is worth it to be able to find your maintenance, sit there tracking there. Next time we're going to be talking about some habits that I really want you to start working on as well so that uh, you can dive into the course and really just start feeling good and be able to be ahead of the game and be able to start moving towards, you know, being free from tracking every calorie that goes in your mouth, because I don't believe that that's a lifestyle that we need to be shooting for. I believe macros are a tool that we use wisely for certain things. So hopefully this helped. I'm excited to talk to you guys next week about the other habits that we can put into place as well. You guys have a wonderful week. 